Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Woo What Wear podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCabe, manifestation and movement coach. I'm so happy you made it here. This is a place for unconventional conversation, a place to question everything and be open to anything. This podcast is a space for discussion surrounding personal development, health and well-being, spirituality, and ultimately the pursuit of joy. I encourage you to stay open-minded and discerning while we explore all things woo. Let's go. So you started to reconnect and you were doing volunteering and counseling at the seven generations in Kitchener, Waterloo. And so can you talk about the experiences that you started to have and maybe some of the practices and some of the awakenings that you started to have as you connected to this new path? For sure. Thank you. I'd like to. But when I was, uh, when I was going to the center and, and being there, I would hear in the services offered was a referral to healing lodges. And I would hear about people going to these healing lodges and, you know, they'd be up north or they'd be on reserves, they'd be different places. And one day I just thought to myself, you know, I'd gone on this path of, of trying to get sober. And so I thought, well, I'd like to go to a healing lodge. And so uh, I had asked if I could go and uh, got some recommendations. And it was, this was through, the, the connection I got was through a family member and that I went to uh, a healing lodge within a couple weeks. They were just doing intake for a new program that started. They had just reopened. And what great timing. What great timing. <laughs> and so... I was filling up, before I went to the Healing Lodge, I was filling up my time in the region with workshops, going for teachings. You know, when people ask for stuff, look online. There's lots of events. And now the things that are, are more free-glowing, there's more and more. Check out university websites. Check out the different organizations. Look at their pages. Look at, you know, go searching for it. Because sometimes, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Go search, right? Mm-hmm. If you put it out that you want it, it will come to you. And I would look for free stuff, open to the public. Okay, you know, here I go. So I would just start showing up. I wanted to hear about things, learn things. I just started hearing teachings, opportunities for different things. And the more I heard, the more I wanted, which then sparked going to a healing lodge to do my own work. And uh, I was really excited to go because there is a sweat lodge was part of the program. Cool. And this was going to be my first sweat lodge. I had never been in a sweat lodge. I was really excited. And so uh, I arrive, I arrive at the lodge and um, they start talking about things and preparing uh, for the week. And within a, within a day or two of being there, because the, the sweat's going to be at the end of the week or in a few days, I learned that uh, there's certain protocols in place and that because of the timing for myself as a woman, I, I can't go into the sweat. Oh, right. Exactly. Like yeah. I should like, if you want to see a grown up throw a temper tantrum, that was, oh, a that is, I, I would, right? my like, arms would be crossed yeah. and I'd be stomping my foot. Like, no, <laughs> right. And for tears sure. on the ground. And like, because yeah, you know, and cool. I, I know we all, we all have those times in life. Yeah. And, and that's that, that that's that learning process for me because I've also grown up not understanding those teachings, not understanding the beautiful ceremony that's in place that reminds me that I can I have the ability to bring life into this world, that I, I am a sacred vessel, you know, that there's so much uh, so many things I've learned to love. And I wanted to be there so badly, you know, and and I, I would hear things like, you know, you just and I would tell myself, like, I want different. You just got to open your mind up. And, you know, so I cried for a minute and then, okay. And, you know, the same reaction they had there too, though, because they saw how disappointed I was. So what they did instead was one of the, on the day of the sweat, I got to make my first ribbon skirt. So as a woman, like I got to have, an, and I'm going to cry, right? Because that meant so much. And when I start building my bundle, that's how my bundle started building was my ribbon skirt. 
was one of those first items in my bundle, my my medicines. You know, my my bundle now is like <laughs> I like, and I know each piece of where it came from, and it's those parts of the journey. But I remember how it built, and so making that skirt, getting that love, not like oh well, like too bad. You know, this is where I learned a different type of love. Uh, at the Healing Lodge, I'd gone to mainstream, um, you know, rehabs, detox, different things throughout my life. It's not the first time I tried to get clean by any means. It's the one that worked, you know. And uh, that was because we we never spoke about my addiction there. We spoke about trauma. We spoke about ancestral hurts. We talked about the things that go on in in, in our communities and, and those hurts. And we talked about how do we heal from that? Because the addictions was a product of the trauma. Not because I'm a bad person. It's not because I don't have good willpower or, you know. And so learning to understand that was such a beautiful thing. This is the place where, you know, I go out and it's mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit the first place that says you're a medicine wheel four parts to your medicine wheel there's five five four, four here that we're going to go and it's your mind body spirit and your emotions they added in my emotions that's not anything i experienced in any other place that your emotions is a whole order of my medicine wheel and they have a place and learning to listen to them, learning that they tell me a message, not to suppress them, not to get through them, not to, I shouldn't feel this way. Why do I feel this way? They learned me to ask questions in a different way, taught me to ask in a different way. And uh, so these are understandings that come from like learning the seven grandfather teachings, sitting in circles and, and you know, and I'm going to share too, like we are in an information age. If you want things, you can look. You know, you can Google and you will find stuff. And then if you want to find more, ask, you'll find more. Like it, it doesn't mean need to be, a, this is the be all end all, or this is all I have, but you can start somewhere. Just start. And yeah. So that's what I like to encourage people to, because I didn't know where to start. So just start, just start with something. So going to free events, uh, meeting other people, you know, just, yeah, I just want to learn and observing i think that's a another piece is when i came in is sometimes we get so excited and i want to be a part of everything and i want to do this and i want to do this there was something in my spirit like and i'm believe it or not i'm shy <laughs> you wouldn't know it to see me out in the no. pub but I, I i am i i'm very shy so when i would come in these spaces i would stand back Right. And it's kind of stand in it. You know, after a few times of coming and standing back, people recognized me. This person keeps showing up. Who is this person? Oh, she got a ribbon skirt on. So my ribbon skirt then now after, right? Who is this person? She's standing around. <laughs> right. I get a wave in. Come yeah. over here. It's a relationship of building with my uh my medicines, my my path, my community. So I didn't get to go in that first sweat. Just to just to clarify for the listeners, is that because you were like, is there restrictions on if you're like in the middle of a bleed or having your period where you can't participate? So in these, and I can only speak for the protocols of the lodges I've been at. Different places may have different understandings or teachings that, because, you know, I also, who knows what teachings are out there and there there may be a place, but my understandings of, of what the sweat lodge is for and my understandings of the ceremony that I am in while I'm on my moon time. Yeah. Which is, which is what I refer to it as yeah. that is that moon time. And it, you know, it coincides with the cycles of the moon and uh, it has come from learning what that ceremony means. Mm -hmm. And it's also been a journey of learning to love myself as a woman. Yes. I still feel like I live in a man's world with lots of changes everywhere. It's awesome. We have women in high positions, high places, but you know, in general, I still feel like I live in a man's world. And that's just for me as a woman, as a woman who watches out for her daughters. Yeah. You know, 
if that's just and how I feel. So, uh, no, I was just going to say, like, to my knowledge of like the masculine, it's like kind of like the sun, which is that 24 hour cycle. And whereas the feminine is more connected to the moon as your period, as your cycle is connected to the different moon phases. And we live in a very 24 hour cycle in our society. You know, you wake up, go, whatever. Whereas to be in a more feminine kind of cycle is to have these different phases that are like, say, week long. And that's not integrated into our society currently. Like maybe we're starting to, maybe we're getting there, but we do live very much on a like 24 hour the sun clock. Thanks we're working on changing that. <laughs> well, and I have to recognize my own generational interpretations because yeah. I come from a place of I grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a man's world then, like uh, women's rights, all these things. I was a kid. I was a kid. So I just know how I was influenced. I know the ideas I was raised with and, and that I still see them prevalent around. So, so I'm trying to shift away from that focus. Yeah. And to love my, learning to love myself as a woman, learning to honor those ceremonies. So the more I learn about moon time, the more I learn about that that ceremony uh, going on within myself, about how the rest of creation honors that ceremony that's happening, it allows me to care for myself in a way that I haven't done. And I really have to figure it out as I go on that because it's like, how do I love myself as a woman? as I haven't been encouraged to. So, you know, in learning those teachings of the, you know, how genders are looked at is different and, and yeah. the relationships. Yeah, no men aren't allowed to go into the sweat lodge. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just See, kidding. <laughs> but it's also my understanding of the need. Yeah. Right. There's a reason why the men need the sweat lodge and and the women didn't. And part of it is that our connection to that ceremony. Well, and it's not necessarily like an exclusionary thing. Like it felt like that in the moment, but it's probably, if I were to guess, it would be more because maybe you're already in a period of releasing and your your immune system's actually a little bit lower when you're on your period because you're releasing inflammation and blah, blah, blah. So maybe it's more protective than anything, but <laughs> that's my guess. It is out of love. Yeah. Out of and love. that that. That's exactly what I was trying to say, but it was it was it was not exclusive. Yeah. And my first reaction was I'm being excluded because I'm a woman and because I'm on like this is such right. So that's my first reaction. You know, I didn't voice it, but I screamed it out in tears and like Mm -hmm. the fist pumps and the temper tantrum that I got to do for myself, because (laughs) I also know there was something, you know, there is something, this voice is just be patient. Mm-hmm. Just be patient. You're learning. You want to learn. Be quiet. Be patient. Right. And, you know, it's that part about when I come in, look, watch for a little bit, see what's going on. Be patient. Because how I have been lifted up in those times of ceremony, there are lessons that have come that I have been humbled because of that ego of wanting to be like, no, this is not fair. This is right. Mm -hmm. And and then in the acceptance of grandmother moon coming when I'm like, no, I want to be in ceremony, something else magical happens every time. So I have learned now that if that, if grandmother decides to visit me (laughs) to embrace it, because something, something awesome is coming. There's a reason but that t- it's taken time and it's mm-hmm. still, I still work on it, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Can I ask you about, you mentioned some of your tools and your sacred items in um, like a bundle. What does a bundle mean? And like, what, what are some of the items that you have in there? I know you have your ribbon skirt. I, I shared a little bit earlier about that self about me being the medicine wheel. And I said those four parts and yeah. I go, there's five, right? That fifth part is uh, the center. That's where I place myself. I'm the center of my medicine wheel. Okay. Right? So, um, like, what was your question? Of the bundle and your tools. (laughs) (laughs) 
this was going somewhere. Um, so that's where my bundle starts. That's where my bundle starts. I've learned, like, and this is for me. This is how I am expressing, how I'm interpreting teachings and ceremonies I go to. So my bundle starts with that. And I'm always trying to find that balance within my own medicine wheel and that center self, that mind, body, physical and and, uh, emotional, spiritual. And then there's items and helpers that I have along the way. So, you know, I have feathers. I have eagle feathers. I have different feathers of different birds. There's a lot of different birds that are my helpers. I mentioned, you know, my clan is crane. Mm-hmm. I have different, different items from the crane and, and different things that come and help me as part of my bundle. I have my drum, my wagon. And that's a whole podcast on itself. Okay, a whole episode on itself. I'm excited. About the drum. You know, I'll speak to her a little bit. But that story of my own drum, it's very uh, awesome to me. <laughs> to me, right? And uh, my medicines, my sema, tobacco, sage, sweetgrass, cedar. You know, I have some, but I'll, I'll harvest it at certain times when I need it. It's not something I'll keep excessive amounts of. I have uh, different items. Uh, people give me rocks mm-hmm. and stones, different um, medicines. You know, it's just people I come across in my path. Here, this is for you. Oh, I have this for you. Here's a gift. Mm-hmm. As I start sharing or sharing some ceremonies, uh, you know, full moon ceremony is something I'd like to share. Something I do because as women, we can gather and we can talk about and enjoy that full moon so you know in that uh, i'll receive gifts for people and i say it's for my helpers to acknowledge the helpers (laughs) and the helpers that come in and and, you know i encourage rocks and feathers they're my favorite but you know i love beads shiny things friends will bring me earrings items of cloth these all go into my bundle i'm looking at it right now right i'm like well there's a lot of show me it and i let me do it around i kind of want to see it I'll do it quick. It's kind of like I'm still sorting it through. So, okay. um, oh my god, yeah, that and then amazing. like the stuff, the stuff on the floor needs to be like put into some different spaces. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, and this is part of that, you know, spring cleaning. Yes. <laughs> so, so you know, it's, it's going through my bundle. Um, there's some, there's some tobacco ties that you know. The commitment and the relationship is complete. You know, I can put those ties in the fire. And that's some cleanup work for me to do, you know, in that that's still an energy, a commitment that's sitting there. Mm -hmm. And we've completed the agreement of what the exchange was for, but I still have that responsibility to put in the fire. So it's that reminder to take care of things that come. I have some shakers as well that are part of my bundle. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, cool. So they're kind of like all the different like tools and medicines and sacred items that you use in your spiritual practices and ceremonies. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I have a travel bundle too. <laughs> so that's you no. Know, and and it's this. These are little things I would pick up going to ceremonies. I'll talk after about those ceremonies. But in going, I'll see other people and, and you know, oh, they do this. They, I'm like, that's smart. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a little travel bundle set aside so that when I'm traveling, I have it ready. Yeah. I don't have to go, you know, it's something I picked up from some other people mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing. I love so, that. Yeah. And, you know, like getting connected. I, I, I spoke with that first time and that first access to Sweat Lodge that I didn't get to go in. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, I continue on a path. I learned there to to use my use my tobacco, use my semi, my prayers. You know, and, and I'm uh, on this place of like, do the action. Don't just say the words. Do the action, and I have to believe. If I don't believe, well, what's the point? I gotta at least believe a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started praying with my tobacco. Things started happening. Mm-hmm. Different things I would ask for would start showing up. And I, I would have these moments of like, oh my gosh, is this for real? Is this really happening? Now to the point of I trust it. You know, that looking for that those little confirmations grew into I just trust. One of the things I was asking for was my name. 
I was told that when we come here, we, we are given our, if our name, our clan, our colors, and a song to find those things. So I really wanted my Anishinaabe name. I was putting tobacco down out in creation. And uh, so six months after that first healing lodge, I asked to go back. They said, why do you want to come back? And I said, I'm doing really good. And I want to keep doing good. I don't want to fall back. I, don't, I saw people there struggling to let go. They would let go of something, do the healing work, do the work with the healer. The next day, they're repeating the same things they just put down. I, I didn't want to do that to myself. Yeah, I want to put this stuff down and leave it. It's just those habits we pick up. It's our, our thoughts are, you know, they, they think a certain way. We got to unlearn that. They say, yeah, you can come back. And that was a privilege. And, and this was a longer program. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to get into that sweat. <laughs> and so sure enough, that first week we go and I get to go in the sweat lodge. It was um, just a beautiful experience. You know, I can't, I can't put words to just the feeling of, you know, and I'll hear this, welcome home. That's what people will say, welcome mm-hmm. home other experience at welcome home there's just no words to to put to the experience and and it's not like the the skies opened up and thunderbirds came down and things like that because sometimes you know that's what i would build myself up to oh like i need this huge spiritual experience and understanding that peace is a really awesome yeah (laughs) feeling peace true peace inside and it's uh yeah anyways (laughs) After that, um, my name came to the sweat lodge conductor in that sweat lodge. So these spiritual experiences of how I believe, I didn't feel worthy enough to ask someone specifically for my name. I was shy. So I was asking creation. I was praying. I was doing it secretly to myself. Like, okay, right? Like, I'm just talking to spirit. And that this should work. And that the first opportunity where I placed myself in a position of someone who was open to hear those messages from spirit heard my name. You know, it, it's just a, a beautiful thing to me to trust, to know that, you know, I am loved. I have a place. And I also learned to not be afraid to ask, you know, because, um, and I still, I still get shy to ask things of of elders of knowledge keepers of people i respect you know it, it's a vulnerability but be vulnerable and uh ask those things so from that it opened up getting my name was then the next thing on there my clan and colors so how do i find that uh, when i'm disconnected from my community and culture so there are people who have gifts there are people who have gifts who can ask of those things and find that out. So I was, it was presented to me a seer who carries these gifts. And I was given instructions about how to use my tobacco in prayers and, and bring this offering. So I did. And I asked this person for my clan and colors and provided them. And he also then shared with me that uh, he saw me going to Sundance that mm-hmm. summer. And I had never heard of Sundance before. I didn't know what it was. Like, I, I'm like, that sounds cool. What's that? Hey. Yeah. You know, so I started doing some Google searches. And I'll tell you, there's not much. I Like, this was a few years ago. I haven't looked anything recently because I've, I've been. Yeah. <laughs> so I have the experience. But, you know, I couldn't find much information. Very much just ideas or, or thoughts, right? Like, right. this is what happens or, you know, I guess. Again, for lack of better white people accounts for I don't know what to say, right? That's like okay. yeah. <laughs> but accounts what from, it is. <laughs> not from an indigenous lens. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah, those are the nailed it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was not presented from an indigenous lens. And I was curious. And uh and I was like, I have no idea how this will happen. Because I'm also on this journey of getting sober. I am sober at this time, so it's like a uh, connecting with family, connecting with trying to fit back into society after my whole world has been like, you know, I'm like, I look at the world different than I did before. I, how, how do I live now that I've experienced all these things mm-hmm. in a world that I used to think those things didn't happen in, <laughs> you know? So um, 
going to Sundance exposed me to feeling energies that um, just can't deny. Can I ask about it? Where did you where did you go to Sundance, and what is Sundance? Uh, so Sundance is, is is one of one of our ceremonies. I won't I won't speak too much to it, just because it, it's um, again different teachings. I'm I'm actually in the process of my Sundance, so I'm learning. Okay. So I, I, yeah. So in that, I'll say you know <laughs> you can Google it. Yeah, but, you know, it's a, it's a time of prayer. I can share some things. It's a four-day ceremony, and, okay. and you come to, come to dance, and you dance for different reasons. Uh, it's for, for the people. It's prayers for the community. It's prayers for different things. You can pray for what you need. It's prayers for your own healing. You know, for me, it started this journey of, like, I am not going to live in, I don't know if I can swear on here. You can swear. <laughs> I'm not going to live in shit again, yeah. you know. I'm going to do whatever I can to stay on this path. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I am I got invited with a friend, someone I was connecting with, and it turns out she was a Sundancer, you know, just wanting to share that experience. And we went on these beautiful travels together. I, I went to one, two, three different Sundances with her um, that we traveled together. And then being together in the, another one, um, just having that person kind of be there to open that pathway. Yeah. So when I came to Sundance, um, when I first arrived on the grounds, this was in uh, Quebec. It's like there was this vibrating. I get out of the car and it's like the ground is vibrating. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I feel something, right? Like I feel <laughs> <laughs> like whoa yeah okay like this is the real like i'm coming exploring for spiritual experiences mm-hmm. i am being told that we have a connection to spirituality as indigenous people that our ceremonies connect us to these things i want to know i want to understand I, I like is this for real because i was raised in a religion where i was told so much and then you know it was also that the religion was made to be my higher power Mm-hmm. I had no connection to my own creator. Ceremonies, go to ceremony, you will find creator, right? Yeah. So when I, when I first witnessed, when I first witnessed the ceremony and the power of it, the uh, dedication, because then to understand that it's a four, it's a start of a four-year commitment. When you commit to dance, you're going to dance for four years. Oh, Wow. You know, at this point in my journeys, I'm wanting to do everything and anything. I mean, you got a ceremony, let me do it. Like, yeah. right? And yeah. like a little bit, a little bit of overachiever in there. I want to totally. crash course, do them all, right? Like, I want to sweat. I want to dance. Things. I want to do the. <laughs> that's so Absolutely. good. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. my spirit's excited. Exciting. Yeah. Remember? I was going to say, it's just excitement. Yeah. And so learning to be patient because yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be excited. It's okay to want all those things. Absolutely. They will come in time and others will come to me like, I need this. I want this. Like it'll come in time. And usually within a couple of weeks of them saying they wanted something, it shows up. Yeah. It's given a workshop off, right? We'll go like you keep going off on tangents. But um, <laughs> what I witnessed there was... Um, what people would put them through. So it's a personal sacrifice, for lack of better words. Like for me, it's a spiritual experience in prayer. You fast while you're dancing. So you refrain from water and food. Wow. So you also you're also putting your you're pushing your body limits. Is that for the full four days? Um the actual timing of it in the one I do is a little bit less. Okay. But yeah, the start of the ceremony and everything, but in there, the actual fasting period. But it's in that, you know, it's the understanding of our physical in in depriving the physical. You know, our bodies start dying. They really do. They start shutting down and they will start. And that brings us closer to that spiritual level. I'm not Mm. going out there to die. It's not like, you know, a very... You know, there's so much support and and safety. Like, and these are done. That's why I want to understand about the prayers. Mm 
mm-hmm. the protocols being followed. Why we dance this way? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Because there's this energy there and, and there's these things that happen. Healing happens. I shared I'm going into my third year of dancing and, and the healing I, I've experienced in the last couple of years is phenomenal. I remember my first year as a dancer and standing there and the Sundance chief says, you know, you're all babies, those ones going in. And I looked down the line because, you know, you, you line up kind of by your years. I could see this path of you go through the dance and then there's this other path, these helpers and these people have all walked this path and that's where they are on their spiritual journey. So it's just keep walking. You know, and now going into my third year of like, I don't feel like a baby. I don't feel like an adult by any means. I'm not calling that on, but it's really nice to not feel like a baby. Yeah. You know, to kind of be okay. I'm growing. Like this stuff is working. I'm I'm understanding. I'm applying it in my life. It's changing things. I am a human. I am not perfect. Absolutely. I am the most humanist human, right? <laughs> but these things help me live a good life. They help me have joy. And it's like a really cool moment to see almost like, like we talked about the different versions of yourself. So there's like the present you, and then there's like all of these people who are babies in in the ceremony. And you're like, that was me. And then maybe you can look, look over here and you see these future versions. And then beyond that, you can even see, oh, it doesn't just stop at the end. Then once you've walked this path, then you start to guide others through this path. And then like, it just keeps going. And, and that's why I said it's the start of a four-year commitment. You yeah. know, you, you commit to dance. But something I find in these ceremonies is that the support I receive is instrumental in uh, how how my ceremony goes. Mm-hmm. The supporters, the energy they bring, the love they bring, what they do for us enhances my experience so much. A well-supported place. And um I also want to share that I know what it's like to be new. I know what it's like to feel silly. Like, this is a stupid question. No, it's not. You just don't know. And to remember that for myself, too, because sometimes someone will ask me, and I'm like, you know, maybe in my mind, roll my eyes or something. It's that reminder. I was there. I still am, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that Sundance has led to, you know, then in doing that Sundance, it's what's going to help me through the year. So that's participating in sweat lodges, you know, taking care of my spirit through the year, doing my growing, answering those prayers, using my medicines, using my smudge, going to full moon, sitting in full moon, something that's recently coming more in my path, which I've been asking for is uh, those Anishinaabe teachings. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to Sundance, but it it isn't those Ojibwe things I've been longing for. And uh, those are starting to come. And, and so there's other ceremonies in that. So it's just there's there's lots and they keep opening up. Beautiful. Wow. So I'd like to ask you about some of the practices, like the cleansing practices, like the smudging. You talked a little bit um, when we were chatting previously about using water in ceremony and for cleansing. And so I'd like to chat about that a little bit, if, you, if you'd like to share. And coming back, where's my feather? Yeah, <laughs> I, need me, I need me one of those. <laughs> oh, there you go. You just put it out there. You never know. <laughs> yeah, something I've learned in this work is, and just in the way I experience the world, is that I'm very sensitive to... Sorry, I just want to say I'm sensitive to other energies, other people and how they are and that I notice it. You know, I've come to a place of noticing when I'm not feeling myself, I guess, to say, for lack of a better word, I feel icky Mm -hmm. feelings that aren't mine. There's different things I will use to, um, I guess, clean myself off. And take care of that energy. And when I say that, that ickiness, it can come from the TV. It can come from the radio. It can come from what I'm watching. It can come from the books. It can come from who I'm listening to. So even though I think I'm not out with people, I'm not doing this, what's playing in the background? What's What am I hearing? What am I picking up? You know, those all influence what's going on. So to take care of those things, 
there's different things they'll use. And I talked about the smudge and, and using that to cleanse. So they, that I've been working with more recently and I've been finding very helpful is uh, smudging with water. Is something that's been encouraged by some of some of my teachers. You know, I'll say I'm smudging, I'm smudging. They say, we'll use the water. And so something simple that I can start with that is, you know, I'll go to the bathroom and run my hands under the water. Literally wash them off under the water. Let the water run over my hands and ask the water to cleanse them. Take that stuff away. I can bring it up and do a smudge just on my face as I described with the smoke. Bring it over my hair, up to my ears, eyes, nose, mouth, all of those things. Bring some to my heart. You know, I will dry off. If I'm wearing clothes, like I've done this out in public now, I got to go into the washroom. I do a quick smudge. Like, yeah, I'll dry off. It's okay. That's only water. And uh, I am made from water. Let it flow. Anyways, <laughs> when I have more time and I make the time is to actually sit in the tub, to immerse myself in that water, to allow that water to change. I ask it to change the cells in my body. I ask the water to come in and, and to clean off, take from me what I don't need, heal, cleanse away, you know, and because I can, I, I can get caught up in, I need this, I need this water, give me this, help me with this, I need, I need, I want, I need, I want, and, and learning to flow, allowing that the water to flow, allowing uh, whatever needs to go to flow and to get out of my head about it. You know, we can use the water in the shower. Do the same thing in the shower. Start from the top of your he head. Let it flow over. But, you know, try and be mindful of connecting your body with that water. Feel it. Our skin is the biggest organ on our body. It feels the water. Mm -hmm. It takes it in. Like, it's like I think of myself being as, as a plant. And, you know, you water a plant that has been no moisture it's like it sucks it all up right away yeah right? that's how i feel like it so you know take it into your being you know this is what i've been practicing and, and i've been finding good results in my own and just asking that help from the water um and for that relief yeah so does the term what does the term smudging mean because you've mentioned kind of smudging with water smudging with these different things so what would you define how would you explain the word smudging yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it in that term. So that's a great question because I'm like, I can only answer what I think it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have a dictionary definition. But what does it mean to me to smudge is, uh, yeah, to release, release things I'm carrying, let go, clear a path. It's about allowing, um, allowing that connection with my own self and, uh, you know, with my higher source, with my creator, that life force, however you want to describe. And, uh, you know, I, I guess another way to describe it is to work through the ego, you know, mm -hmm. smudge through that ego, because that's what I'm fighting through. Those are a lot of ego things, Yeah, you know, about what am I actually seeing? What am I actually hearing? You know, what, what am I... Because everything gets filtered through our perception. Uh, I can think I'm so highly, you know, yeah. <laughs> all these things, but everything comes through what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And I, and to be mindful of that. And I also, like, I'm an observer is what I've shared. So I watch other people and uh, I pay attention to those connections because sometimes, it's, you know, there's something I could see clear as day for somebody else. Oh, yeah. You know, this is all you got to do. Yep. It's all you got to It's so simple and it's all you got to do. But if I was to try and say that to them, oh, my goodness, like they will deny it. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden this wall and this block would no, that's a, how could you think that of me? Because they don't even want to see it in themselves. That ego is so strong that I'd rather lash out at someone that cares about me than look at what might actually help me. And it's not even in a, in a hard way. And so when I see that, I don't want to fool myself to think that there are not things that other people see in me so clearly. Like, Kelly, yeah. if you just did this, if you just did that, you just <laughs> let go of that. Stop worrying about that. 
Like, so listen, they're there to help me. They're there. Guides are along the way to help us. Those messages are there not to hurt us. That's Mm -hmm. for help. It's how I interpret it. If I want to get my feelings hurt, okay, sometimes there's reasons and that protection, but other times it's, well, I actually just don't want to look at that. I don't want to do any work. So yeah. Yeah. And, and being honest and that that will continue to be a process I work through, right? Mm-hmm. Does that so help? Totally. Yeah. So smudging okay. itself is, you like, I feel like you kind of explained your idea of what smudging <laughs> is and what smudging does. And then you have kind of tools that you use to facilitate that sacred practice. And I guess, yeah. And I guess something else, like I was talking more about personal smudging. Yeah. Uh, that, that was coming from a place of, you know, a personal taking care of my space personally, all these things. But, you know, I, when I think about what does a smudge you mean, because I will use it when we start, like how you and I started here. Yeah. We used a smudge before we started. And part of that is so that we are in the same space, mm-hmm. so that you and I are in that same mindset, that same mind frame, that we're we're getting out of here. I'm pointing to my head, yeah. and we're getting into our hearts. So when I when I would facilitate a circle, or if we have any space with somebody else, even if I'm just coming to share some coffee and tea, and maybe we'll do a smudge, like let's do a smudge, so that we're in our good minds, we're we're in our coming from our heart space that we're thinking of all of our senses, paying attention to everything, not just our thoughts. And I I'm love like, what you said, like, um, so we're in the same mind. I was reading the, I believe it's from the Haudenosaunee, and it's the Thanksgiving address. And it basically, it gives thanks to all the all of these different kind of elements and things and aspects. And each kind of Thanksgiving ends with, everybody saying and now our minds are one and it's about like establishing and this is just my interpretation very um general but it's about establishing that common ground and that common space before having any kind of discussion or having an experience and i think that's just so cool that you kind of tied smudging into having that common ground having that common mindset having having that shared space that shared experience and that's where I have picked that up from is, you know, I live in an urban center with a lot of different uh, Indigenous cultures. And I live uh, live in the Haldeman tracks where the mm-hmm. Haudenosaunee are. And I actually really appreciate and I love, I love their Thanksgiving interests and being part of that and our minds yeah. are both. And I think of the importance of it, right, and why they do it and how, how they explain and then, mm-hmm. so how can I bring this into my own practice of life? How does this, you know, I can label it for that Haudenosaunee teaching. And that's how I heard it. Yeah. That's how I love it. And yeah, I just, uh, I want to put this in my life. So just because it's not Anishinaabe, it applies to my life. And totally. I, yeah. So good. And so you talked about water, you talked about, um, was it sage that you talked about? Yeah, I spoke a little bit about sage. Um, there's different different items and things we'll use. Different medicines. Yeah. So I am uh, again. I will say this a lot because there are there are indigenous knowledge carriers out there with specific knowledge about specific things. And like, I have a very small understanding. I share a very small understanding and there's so much more depth to this. So I just, that's why I share, like, it's just what I've learned or just how I experience things. Um, so with the, with the sage and things I've been taught or learned about, but you know, it cleans that aura, our energy field, you know, and we walk around and we have this aura and that it helps clean that, you know, for, for a general, you know, quick kind of answer. Um, I have had the personal experience of being asked to come into spaces to just smudge, to just provide a smudge. It was it was an act of support for people, for Indigenous people. And the comment I heard over and over again, every time I did this for months, once a week for months, smells like home in here. Oh, smells like, oh, smells like home in here. 
oh, I love this. It calms you down. It takes away anxiety. It helps in these things, the smell. These are just the experiences I've had and what other people experience just for me lighting it. I light a smudge and people will come. That's like, it's funny sometimes that, you know, I had this place I was offered, you know, will you come in and, and do some smudging? So, so I what, or I was going to, and they said, oh, are you going to light it and everything? I said, well, are you ready? <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Like what? And I said, oh, okay. Because I said, as soon as I light it, people will just line up. I said, it's not me. It's they will smell the medicine. They want it. They will come over. So just, you know, because they're like, oh, do you want to get started? We'll maybe get a, I'm like, oh, the medicine. These are things I've learned. So yeah, because I'd be like, oh yeah, I got to get prepared. I got to do this. Yeah. Right? It's like, don't be ready when you light it. They will that's come right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so and, cool. Yeah. And these are things I learned along the way, right? It's not that I know and show up and go, oh yeah, I know all this. It's, oh, maybe this will be better next time to do it this way. Yeah. You and, live and you uh, learn. <laughs> So, you know, uh, we can use cedar in the inner smudge. I, I'm speaking here from, again, where I live and what I've learned um, because also our our teachings are land-based and where we are in creation. I'm speaking about the land base here. I'm in Anishinaabe from Ontario. Speak about the land, or I don't know we want to say Ontario, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so the the land base here is is what I reference, you know, in a different area. They don't have an abundance of cedar trees. They'll have a different medicine that they use for their protection. They'll have a different medicine that I use in the same way here. And, you know, so sometimes like trading medicines was a big part in those communities because there's things that only grow or trading plants. They only grow in certain areas. So it's it's remembering that what I'm sharing here is relative to here. Yeah. And it's not for everywhere, right? So um, the, the cedar can help for protection. You know, lately I've been I've been learning to use it as protection. Uh, it helps lifting different emotions and things from the body. And this is my own understanding and from practices. I don't use it too often in the smudge, not in the ways I'm using it here. What I will share is that when I'm at Sundance, it's going all the time. Uh, a smudge of cedar and uh, cedar and sage. So I smell the cedar smudge. All I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So like the, I'm learning. I haven't learned enough about it yet to share anything more. Really, uh, sweet grass. A few things I've learned about sweet grass. The sweet grass has teachings about us. I guess about you know the strength in numbers, because one strand of sweet grass will break. You see them. You see them braided. That's most often, or, you know, or or a good image you can see of, of sweet grass is braided. It's braided those strands to remind us of our mind, body, spirit. Um, and it's also that, you know, when we're braided together and you try and break that sweetgrass braid, you can't pull it apart, you know, so that when we stay together and that when we're unified and we braid in those ideas of our mind, body, spirit together, that we are so much stronger. You know, uh, I've also come to learn to understand that it, it helps with anger, helps with kindness you know, to get through that anger and bring in kindness. And I've examined that for myself because I used to think, well, I'm not an angry person. I'm so nice. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I got anger and denying it does not help it. So how can this sweet grass help me with my anger? Right. Those types of things. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of what I know. Thank you for sharing. How that. Used. Yeah. that is so cool. Can I ask you, is it okay, in your opinion, for people who are not Indigenous to practice these rituals and these these kind of ceremonies? Of course. Of course it's okay. Um, we all live here. And if you live in the community I live in, if you live in the, you know, Waterloo region, if you live in the province of Ontario, that's my community. Mm-hmm. We, we all live here. We all have the same goal at the end of the day is to live life. We need access to food, to shelter, to water, to build ourselves. And we all somehow had to have to figure out how to make that work together. So if there's things that help me and you think they're going to help you and help you connect to the land here, because these medicines come from the land here, who am I to say no? 
I love the joy, the peace that I feel. And, and everyone has different views about it. Mm-hmm. So where I share is, again, I view from my own perspective, where I'm coming from in a place that I'm not always accepted in all Indigenous spaces, and that's a part of learning for us all, like you know, and that's okay for me, too. It's like, just find my path where it is, you know, but don't deny it to anyone else either. And uh, I think they're a gift. I, I believe that the medicines are a gift. They're a gift from Creator, a gift from our Mother Earth. You know, I'm told in our teachings that our Mother Earth has everything we need, everything we need to survive, to thrive. Every illness, I've been told that every illness could be cured from a plant on Mother Earth. So who am I to say, you can use this, you can't? No, you have no right to touch that. No, it's not for me. It's come with your heart and and people know their own intentions. That's right. It has the intention and the respect and the the meaning behind it. Like if you're searching practice practices and sacred ceremonies for your own personal connection to creation and your own journey and you're coming from this place of love and respect and honor, that's probably more important than your your bloodline. And it's being honest. Yeah. Be honest about who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's another thing too. Like if you're using your own practices and stuff, but you know, sometimes it'll be this sharing, well, that's indigenous knowledge or, you know, do you have the right to share that? These are things that I've I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen it being said to other people. So just be honest about where you receive the knowledge from. Hey, I, like I heard this here. I guess it's just how I would try and approach things. I'm sharing what I learned. Yeah. I don't own this. I don't hold rights to it. I'm not telling you it's the right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. I've had a good experience. If you want to try it out, this is what worked for me. This is what didn't. You do your own thing. You know, uh, Kelly Welch taught me how to smut. And now I go, I'm not telling all you, right? Like, no, please don't do that to me. No, please don't do that to me. <laughs> I see anyone out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and I, I guess too, we come from this place of learning together. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> well, I think we should probably wrap, wrap things up. Um, I would like to ask you, two questions that I normally ask at the beginning, but like we just got into things. So I didn't uh, end up asking, but what is something that has made you smile recently? Smiling this whole time. (laughs) You know, um, and that's honest. It's brought me a lot of joy. uh, And the emotions comes from joy and gratitude. Sharing my story, having a voice, being heard brings me joy. Someone else being excited, like that's that's some pretty cool stuff. I'm like, it is cool. Like, check it out. Go, go look. Like, learn some things too. It's really awesome. Be open-minded. And like I said, I've been smiling this whole time. So thank you. If you want an answer for something a little bit sooner or before this program, this is the space I'm in right now. I think that's kind of, you know, just like we were talking about everything kind of has its own timing and its own plan. So maybe I was supposed to ask you these questions at the end, not at the beginning. (laughs) Um, And then what does manifestation mean to you? Manifestation. The word that keeps coming in my head, like is, and I can't get past it is becoming. Hmm. So all I keep hearing is becoming, becoming, becoming. Uh, We are in a constant state of manifestation manifestation doesn't end what place in the journey as i'm trying to learn different things about myself and my understanding at this time is you know that uh, there are universal laws around us and and that we live in an attraction based environment where my focus goes energy flows you know and in that process where does it start where does that manifestation start? So for me, I, I check it back to, I had an experience yesterday, I will share, and this might answer it. I was asked to uh, do a singing, be a guest singer with a choir performance next week, and I'm really excited. I've always loved singing in choir, 
Um, it's something I did as a little girl through school. Music was something I was allowed to participate in. But being Jehovah's Witness, I wasn't allowed to sing a lot of the songs that choirs will sing because of the message, whatever God message they were giving did not coincide with the beliefs of Jehovah's Witness, so I couldn't sing the song. Or it might be especially Christmas time. I'd have to just refrain because it would be all Christmas songs, right? Mm-hmm. So, so those are examples of how I I couldn't be included in those things. But I, you know, it's just grateful to be in the choir, and um, I always wanted to kind of try out for a solo in the choir. It was a dream of mine as a, a kid. Like it would be so cool to just kind of be a little bit special and and have that, you know, that chance to sing. And I would go to the teachers or the the choir directors and I'd ask if I could audition, right? And they would say, and they would say, you know, they felt bad, but like, Kelly, you can't sing the song, half the songs. So it's really like, there's no point in trying it because we're not going to pick you because you can't sing the song. So it was just always this lost dream of like, oh, it's okay. And so, you know, these were like young, like I'm talking grade seven, eight through high school. These are, you know, teenage dreams. Sit on my bed, cry. Dear God, why can't I have a solo in the choir? You know, <laughs> like, why is what, you know, dear God, please. Like, I just want a life. I should right? So uh, when I was, we did a practice yesterday for this choir event. And uh, it it really feels like I have a solo in the choir. So to be reminded that that's a prayer that I put out into the universe over 30 years ago. And that prayer is just answered. And I am living the manifestation in real time of seeing that prayer manifest. So I share, and I have experienced that many times throughout this beautiful journey. So please know that your prayers will be answered. You don't know when. You don't know how. But like someone's got your back. There is a there is a force and there is a power and they will be answered. Usually when we get out of our own way and it might take 30 years. It might take 30 years. But like I'm singing with the choir and I got a lead. You know, and I shared that with the choir. So like, like now it's like they're all in on it. It's like, you know. Yeah. That that's manifestation to me. And that's understanding that it's a continual journey through life. And anything I put out right now could manifest 20 years from now, 10 years, two days from now. You know? Yeah. Thank you. That was beautiful. Is your inner child, was your inner child doing little like dance? Like when you got that solo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just scream it. Oh, that's you know? amazing. It is. And I learned to honor her. And play with her and do those things that she didn't get to do. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Well, Kelly, this has been absolutely amazing. I cannot thank you enough for sharing from your heart and sharing your story and being vulnerable and inspiring. And you're such a powerful, amazing person. And I am so excited to put this out there and you know, let this ripple to the people who who need to hear it. And there's so many nuggets and so many places in this in our journey on this podcast that I think different people in different stages of their journey will resonate with. And like you said, you never know who will who will hear something and you might be that change for that person in their journey. That's just a an honor and a hope, right? That if someone hears something that helps. You know, I would say if you're on that journey of wanting to look, is start looking in your local area. Look at different organizations that are doing that work. You might not find everything you need at a specific organization, but you might find a start. So start there if you're searching. Okay. Thank you so much again. Have a, a beautiful rest of your day. I'm so grateful for our conversation. Me too. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who took the time to listen to this podcast. It means so much to me. If you could take a second to rate and review the show, I would appreciate it so much. 
I hope you have a great rest of your day. Love you. Bye.